Hello there, I'm Beth Kempton and this is the Freedom Seeker Chronicles. I created this podcast as a place to explore some of life's big questions and the smaller details that lead us towards happier, more fulfilled lives. I love nothing more than a thought-provoking conversation with a fascinating person who's living in accordance with what matters most to them. And I'm delighted to share those conversations with you. As for me, I'm the founder of Do What You Love, which helps people find what lights them up and pursue that in work, business and life. You can find out more at dowhatyoulove4life.com. I'm also author of two books. Freedom Seeker is a book about making the most of life and flying free, and that's out now. And then Wabi Sabi, Japanese wisdom for a perfectly imperfect life. That's available for pre-order from our friends at Amazon and all good independent bookshops. I wrote both of them for you. And so, are you ready? Let's dive in. Brandon Evans is the CEO and co-founder of One Heart, a conscious startup studio. Brandon previously built $200 million companies, but after achieving financial success, he woke up one day lost and began a spiritual journey, which he chronicled in his first Medium article entitled Lost on Purpose. That went instantly viral, and he's since founded One Heart with his best friend, with the goal of helping fellow entrepreneurs to find their path and build conscious companies. I talked to Brandon about finding real meaning and keeping it real. Hi, Brandon. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Looking forward to it. I have so many questions to ask you. I came across you by a blog post that you wrote that went viral online, which is always an interesting way to discover people. But I want to start with a sentence that I read in one of your posts, which is one of the most brilliant things I've ever read. And it said, with almost no upfront cost, I managed to sell a million dollars of my own brand pajamas. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Tell me about that. I think that's a great place to start. Uh, Wow, I wasn't expecting that one. Yeah, I mean, my first company I uh, started, I was 24 years old and just had this idea that the world needed high thread count sleepwear. Um, (laughs) It was around the time that uh, high thread count pajama, uh, sorry, sheets were just becoming a thing. And I'm like, if people want to sleep in sheets, they probably would want their pajamas to be of similar quality. And, you know, the brand was called Thread Counts with three Zs and just came out with, uh, you know, the product and really didn't know anything, didn't know what I was doing, got someone to produce them, um, got, and ended up getting a bunch of articles in the press. And before they even landed in the US, um, I had them all sold out. So <laughs> uh, it, was a, it was a fun little ride and uh, learned a lot about a lot of things. Um, wasn't what I would call a successful business in the end, but, uh, you know, we were able to, to make a lot of sales quickly, get a lot of press, and then learn a lot of the hard lessons of the garment industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's so much I, I want to ask you, I'm really interested in your entrepreneurial brain. Um, I will come to mm-hmm. that later. But I think just for everyone to get to know you a little bit, um, I know that your life is quite different now to how it was back in those days when you were starting up these businesses. Could you just share a little bit about what your typical day looks like now in the life that you've created? Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think the blog post you came across, I mean, I kind of tell the whole journey, but uh, it actually was the first post I made on Medium called Lost on Purpose. And uh, yeah, really, it was the first time I ever wrote about myself and um, had no idea what would happen. And uh, kind of the response has been pretty overwhelming. And I think what, you know, what I try to tell, I think with that, you know, with that story and, you know, kind of 
the difference between my life now and then was really I was this ultra type A um, person who always had goals, who was always you know pretty successful in hitting them, started a bunch of businesses, made some money, and just got to this point where um, you know I got married and you know had financial success and had built some successful companies and you know I think people looked at me as as a success and I didn't feel it I didn't know you know I I wasn't feeling the fulfillment in life that I that I wanted to feel I didn't think I had figured it all out and uh you know kind of had to start a journey again and really I don't want to say start over but you know really start looking at um my life and uh and Really to do that, and the, the reason for the article title, Lost on Purpose, is um, you really have to kind of get lost to really find yourself. You know, I always thought I had the answers. I was always moving towards something. I always had a goal in mind. And, and really, I think the purpose of, uh, I don't know, the purpose of life. But the way, you know, I try to live my life now is, is to really, um, you know, be okay being lost. Be yeah. okay seeing what, what comes to me um, and trying to follow what the world is putting out there and what the signs are around me a lot more so than trying to stick to some, you know, linear goal. And so, you know, I, I call it, uh, you know, I, I call it my move from type A to type B, B-E. <laughs> um, so that's really um, how I try to live my life now as much as possible. It's, I'm still very much a type A, but I'm But that is still your, that, that's your um, initials, right? <laughs> B-E. <laughs> it also happens to be my initials, which, <laughs> yeah, people now point out to me. And funny enough, I never even made the connection until about a year ago or less that I, you know, I never really thought about, you know, kind of be and, and now it's kind of become this, um, you know, mantra for me, I guess. Uh, so it's, it, it was, uh, it's interesting how, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, and how much of it, the, the act of, of sharing your story with an unknown audience, really. You posted it on Medium, which is read by mm-hmm. all sorts of people, a huge audience, huge variety. And it's one of those places where you never really know where it's going. It's almost into a void. And then sometimes it gets picked up and gets a whole momentum of its own, as yours did. Yeah. How mu- how important has the sharing of that story been to where you, you kind of are going now um, since that moment? Oh, it's been huge. I mean, I think it's... Um... I, ha- I was at this point where like, you know, the world kind of knew me as one as <laughs> old Brandon, let's say. And uh, it was, I was having a lot of difficulty um, kind of living into what I wanted to be and what I was, you know, what I had really transformed into much of the last few years. And it's, you know, even to my parents and to um, you know my family and close friends, it was hard to just go, OK, well, I'm this now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I felt this obligation, you know, I felt like I was bouncing around between those worlds and, you know, really writing that article, um, one helped me, um, helped me to, for others around me, including my parents and family and close friends to see, you know, what I was really about now. And that gave me a lot of freedom. Um, it's also been it's also a really great way to hold yourself accountable because, <laughs> um, you know, I, I've, I put out advice in the way I want to be living my life. And obviously I'm human like everyone and find myself slipping. And, you know, it really helps me to know that, you know, to, to have shared that knowledge and, and it helps me kind of stay accountable um, to it. And then I guess the last way is really in everything I'm doing now, which is um, I started a company called One Heart with my best friend. Uh, we're a conscious startup studio. So our goal is really to build companies and help entrepreneurs build companies that are doing good in the world. And I've gotten a lot of people writing me through 
um, finding my articles on Medium. Um, I just had an interesting thing happen in, uh, yesterday in the hot tub. I met someone who <laughs> actually had read my article. He pulled it out without knowing and just showed me the article. And I was like, <laughs> no way. Yeah. My mind was pretty, yeah, it was pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> so there's stuff like that happening. Um, which is amazing because that's really, if you get into this type B and the way I want to live my life, it's really about the synchronicity and letting some of these come to you and find you. And um, by putting yourself out there in an honest way, you uh, allow that to happen a lot more. It's so true. I mean, from the, from a time when uh, it can feel like really uh, lonely, I think, when you are in a place where you realize you're maybe in the wrong version of your life and you want to <laughs> be doing other things or living in a different way. And and if the people around you don't recognize that, it can it can be uh, quite isolating. And then to, to have yep. your whole world kind of blown apart in the best kind of way to be connected <laughs> with all the other people um, who who do think in the same way can make a massive difference kind of to your confidence to your kind of conviction and to, to keeping going yeah absolutely it just uh yeah it just helps really establish yourself and um find a much stronger sense of yourself yeah um, no way, yeah so let's back- backtrack a bit for people who haven't read uh, the big blog post can you just share mm-hmm. a very quick version of of really what happened uh, to you and what's been maybe the major turning point that's kind of set you on a a new path that you're not going to go back on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I touched on it a bit, but um, pretty much a serial entrepreneur from age 24, started a bunch of companies. Um, first wasn't so successful, at least financially. Um, the second two were, one of which um, you know, was a big, one of the first social marketing agencies. We sold that, um, built technology um, in that industry as well, a company called CrowdTap that I started later. Uh, that, you know, I raised a whole bunch of VC money for, uh, built that to, you know, about $20 million a year business. And then got to this point where, um, my investors were asking me to go raise another $20 million on top of the 15 million I'd already raised. Um, I didn't see that for the business as the right thing. And I also didn't, um, feel that, you know, I, I had gotten to this point where I knew I wanted to do something that, you know, helped the world and, you know, and was, was more meaningful and, you know, it just kind of made me realize, you know, I, I'm not, you know, fully in this, I should really, you know, maybe get out of this. Um, and I didn't know how to do that. I eventually got fired. Um, cause I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't, uh, when I wasn't kind of willing to raise, raise the money and showing the excitement in the business that was needed. Um, I was asked to step down, um, from the company and, you know, helped with the whole transition, but ultimately stepped down from the company around the same time. I also, um, had gotten engaged and uh, ultimately got married, but I was kind of struggling with that whole decision as well. Um, I, I felt like um, it just didn't feel, it didn't, you know, didn't quite feel right to me. Um, you know, she was, she's an amazing woman and we're still great friends, but um, it was clear there was something that wasn't quite there. And as I said in the post, a lot of that was, was me and, uh, you know, I was missing kind of really what I wanted from life and who I was and um, hadn't taken enough time to explore that. I really had spent a lot of time working 60 hours a week in New York City and, um, you know, was able to, you know, just go goal after goal and, you know, kind of check things off the you know boxes, but hadn't really done that inner work, um, even though, you know, I, I always found myself spiritual. I mean, I had studied Kabbalah a lot in, you know, for five years in New York, I read a lot in the subjects, but it was very intellectual for me at that point. Um, and I think once kind of all this stuff happened, I really 
kind of triggered me to go and, and really kind of look deeper and really try to find answers. Uh, you know, along that path, um, one of the major tools I found was ayahuasca, um, plant medicine. Um, and for and, anyone who doesn't know what that is, can you share a bit about it? Sure. Um, so it's an ancient, you know, sacred medicine that, that, you know, comes really from, from the Amazon. Um, it's been used for thousands of years by shaman to heal a whole variety of emotional, physical, mental, um, ailments and really allows you to kind of connect, um, very deeply to a sense of oneness and sense of being. And, um, you know, it's, it's a very spiritual, uh, experience. Uh, it's, you, um, you drink a, a, a tea, um, that's brewed, that's made of two plants and, uh, you do it in, in, in typically in a, um, a ceremonial setting with other people. Um, for me, ayahuasca really opened, you know, allowed me to kind of move beyond, uh, that analytical mind for the first time and allowed me to, uh, start to really open up my thinking and start to tap more into my heart and tap more into, um, my deeper purpose. And that's kind of been my journey and focus, um, really over what became a three year, although it's still going uh, journey. Um, the article mainly covers this three year period where I really kind of had this, this strong focus of shifting my life and diving deeper into my heart and my purpose and, uh, and really exploring. Um, during that time I also did, you know, I, I went and traveled for a couple of months. I got much deeper into yoga and meditation. Um, tried a, many other modalities of, of things and just really opened my mind and started, you know, as you, you know, as you start to open your mind, you start to see all these people and things around you, um, that, you know, are really there to help you as well. So I really just took that and, uh, kind of, and flowed with it. Yeah. Have you found yourself having different kinds of conversations with your friends since they know <laughs> all the things that you've been up to? Yeah, for sure. And I, I think, I think it was, the timing was good in that I also moved um, kind of at the end of my travels and kind of the middle of this journey, I moved from New York to, to Miami. And so it also kind of allowed me to really make some new friends as well. Uh, my best friends here who uh, I'm working on the business with and, and uh, but, you know, really kind of, you know, when I moved here, you know, the people I wanted to get involved with were conscious and, you know, I, I would, you know, do a lot of yoga and meditation and go to these, these different events. So, um, just meeting a whole new people and, you know, attracting kind of new people made, made the transition a lot easier. Um, yeah. And I think with, with my, you know, other friends and family, I mean, some of them have, you know, I, I've been surprised, but some of them have, you know, been very open and interested in some of the stuff that I'm doing. You know, you try not to, kind of push it on them. But I think, you know, more and more there's, you know, some of them are kind of opening and seeing, um, some of that world and, and some are, you know, you know, in their world and, you know, happy or content, <laughs> um, where they're at. And, uh, yeah, it's certainly it's the discussions are a little different or it's maybe harder to keep in touch and, and, and talk mm. as much as we used to. But so if you could go back in time about five years and like rock up at the office door of yourself um you know when you're about 35 ish maybe picture the scene mm -hmm. what what do you think you could say to yourself in that position to kind of go hey hey look there's there's other things out there other than 
um, mm. just chasing the money to kind of, you know, you, you know, you've used the word wake up, but like wake yourself up a little bit earlier because there's obviously so many people who are in this cycle of chasing, yeah. you know, financial success and what society often tells us is success. I'm interested to know how you would start a conversation with, with someone like that, like yourself. Sure. Yeah, I mean, with myself, I mean, I am happy that everything worked out the way it did. And I think I needed all those experiences to get me to where I am. Um, that being said, I mean, I think I do get I do speak to a lot of people and it's been part of our mission is with our company and with, you know, a lot of the initiatives that I do is um, working with other entrepreneurs and helping them um, through through, you know, these types of things. Uh, and I am. You know, it's it's exciting because I do see people younger and younger that come to me, and they're going through this way younger than me, and I'm just like, wow, like I wish, <laughs> you know, that that would have been nice to be doing what you're doing at, at your age. Like that's going to really set you up, you know, well for 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 uh, for an amazing life. Um, but I think what I, you know, what I talk to them a lot about is, um, and I, a lot of my writing is around this as well, but a lot of it is is around. This idea of this type A goal setting mentality, there's really no, there's no successful outcome for that. <laughs> um, I mean, you can, you can achieve your goals and it certainly can be an effective way to do that. Um, but by nature, being type A, you know, one of the things I, I wrote an article about <laughs> being from type A to type B and one of the things I read in researching the article was that type, the term type A is actually a medical condition for people who are more prone to heart disease. Um, because of their level of stress. No way, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, nor did I. And, uh, I, you know, I got a good chuckle when I did because, you know, I, I'd worn that as a badge, you know, my whole life. I'm like ultra competitive. I love, you know, pushing. But, you know, the fact of the matter is when you're living your life that way, uh, you're always on to the next goal. You're always, you know, looking to achieve the next thing. And, you know, if you have this mentality of hitting goals, you're either going to hit them, in which case you're on to the next one, or you're going to miss them, in which case you're frustrated. And so it's very hard to find fulfillment in that. So, you know, really, you need to, you need to really kind of take a step back and uh, kind of move, live more from the pull than the push and, you know, kind of see what the world's providing you. Um, it doesn't mean, you know, go in a mountain, go, go to a mountaintop and meditate for the rest of your life. Um, but really tuning in more to what's around you, what the what the universe is telling you, and being more attuned to that. And then also, instead of setting goals, setting intentions. Um, you know, setting an intention that um, I want to be be excited and passionate about coming to work every day is very different than saying I want to be promoted to vice president within the next you know year. Um, and I think those those small changes can make can make a huge difference um, in, in kind of where you end, ultimately end up um, because we're probably wrong about the goals and the things we think we want in our lives many times especially if we're used to jumping from one to, to the next and haven't really taken the time to do the the deep inward work yeah so with your best friend when you you know mm -hmm. day one of your new business when you sat down what what did you decide that your kind of success was going to be the two of you in this new paradigm of business um, yeah, I mean, ultimately we want to, we want to help and back the entrepreneurs that are, are looking to make positive impact in the world. And, you know, our success is essentially based on that. I think to do that, you know, we're, we're not a nonprofit and by nature, cause I, I do believe that you need, um, you know, you need, you need financial resources, sustainable financial resources to really make, you know, big impact. And so our goal is to really, um, you know, find find the businesses that um, 
and the entrepreneurs that are really dedicated to, to doing that. And the good news is, uh, you know, there's been a Harvard Business Review uh, study lately that, that shows that conscious capitalism um, has provided a 10 times return over companies that are not pr- practicing conscious capitalism. And I think you see more and more this shift um, where people are looking to, you know, they're not looking to buy things like they were. They're looking to have experiences. They're looking to spend money on themselves and their develop their personal development and their health. And, you know, I think this is where a lot of the successful future businesses will come from. So not only are we doing what what, what aligns to our, our purpose, but we're also, I think, making very, you know, powerful and strong um, financial decisions. Absolutely. <laughs> and and what does that look like? How are you actually um, helping people? What are you specifically offering through your company? Yeah, so our model is a startup studio, which, um, you know, people may or may not be familiar with, but essentially what, what we're looking to do is um, launch three to four businesses a year. Um, those can either be concepts you know we develop internally or concepts that entrepreneurs come to us with. Um, in each case, we put a CEO in place, um, a partner, and we work with them kind of as their co-founder in building these businesses. Um, the first business we're launching, or we really already launched, uh, is, is called Guided, um, and it's Software for life coach for the life coaching industry. So we're helping um, life coaches connect with uh, their clients in much deeper and um, much deeper ways that also allows the coaches to um, to manage their workflow much easier. So there's a lot that goes into uh, you know for coaches to manage 10, 15, 20 clients, know what's going on in their lives, be able to follow up with them um, in a way that's productive. Uh, so we're really focused on that problem and. Uh, CEO we put in place comes from that industry. He's a life coach. He's also um, worked in the software industry and, uh, you know, really understands the problem. And uh, we've really put together, you know, what we think is, is really a game changing technology for that industry. And, um, you know, we see that industry being a way that, you know, a lot of people can, can go through these, these, these journeys and be guided. I can see straight off how that is going to be so helpful to people and they can spend more time doing their life coaching instead of juggling the schedules and all of that stuff. That's brilliant. And and it's really interesting that that's the approach you're taking because so often I think if, if someone feels that they want to do more good in the world, as it were, they, they, they do they start small and grow versus mm-hmm. you've been very smart in saying, what am I good at? What resources do I have? How can I scale, help other people scale things? Um, mm-hmm. and, and the fact that what each of those companies is doing is going to help support your mission, not just what you're doing, but actually what the children, as it were, are doing exactly. is, is really fantastic. Yeah. And each of these companies we see helping each other too. Um, you know, so having, a network of coaches can support other other businesses, and a lot of my previous background was in influencer and advocate marketing and social marketing, and you know, building these channels up, uh, then we can leverage them as resources across different entrepreneurs and have these entrepreneurs connect with each other. And right now, I mean, entrepreneurship is really uh, an individual sport, and we want to make it a team sport. We want to, you know, back people. The, the, the act of building a business takes way too much from the entrepreneur and it doesn't need to take quite as much. I mean, it's always going to be, you know, there's certainly a, a risk and a, and a dedication that's needed. But, you know, there's a lot of ways to support entrepreneurs in ways that, you know, they're having to figure out way too much <laughs> on their own for the first time. And there's way too many lessons they have to learn the hard way. And, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for us 
you know, via the knowledge that we have and our networks around us to, to really support, but do it in a very meaningful, hands-on way. I love that. That's brilliant. What kind of mistakes do you see people making over and over right in the early stages? <laughs> um, wow, there's a lot. Uh, well, you know, I, I think there, there, there's, there's definitely um, some issues with how companies get funded. I mean, I'm, I come from a tech background and there's a lot of, you know, the, you know, a lot of what you're doing revolves around how am I going to get funded and how, how do I raise money? So there's a lot of people building companies based around, you know, how do I make this look like a billion dollar company? So investors will invest in me and then they make these promises and then they have to try to manage around those so they can get the next round of funding and you go kind of the, through this vicious circle. Um, we want to really be more focused on how are you creating value and, and getting, you know, getting to revenue and showing traction quickly so that, you know, we can build the business around what the markets wants and what adds value versus, um, you know, trying to get into the, the, this funding loop. Um, along those lines and really connected to that is the number one reason for failure that's usually cited is, is premature scaling. So then these founders get a bunch of money in their hands and many of them first time founders have no idea how to spend it or what something should cost or how to negotiate or, you know, what a good PR firm or whatever looks like. And so we're really able to help them sidestep much of that. Um, I've been known as <laughs> quite cheap, I guess, uh, or I like to, I like to say thrifty, um, in, in how we spend money and, and, and finding great resources and, um, that don't break the bank. And so, you know, a lot of that, you know, we can really help, we can help companies scale up and, you know, if needed, scale down much more quickly, um, which is very hard to do when you're kind of going through that cycle and you're kind of raising some money, you need to spend it, build up your team real quick. Then you realize, oh, we didn't quite get the product right and we need to, re, you know, refigure that. So uh, there's a lot that just around that flexibility and that knowledge that, that, that can help a lot. Yeah, to have someone like you in the corner, <laughs> it would, we're in, in your corner. Um, I can see how that would really help. What's it like working with your best friend? Uh, it's interesting. Uh, he officially came on January 1st uh, in full time. We've been talking about it for quite some time. And we've also we, we run a group in Miami called Miami Made where we organize the founders here and really help pr provide support for them. That's we run that as a non as a nonprofit between us. Um, so we, we've kind of been testing the waters and it, it kind of took some of that testing to kind of work out some of the kinks. But I think we're really getting to the point where um, you know, we really know how to work with each other much better. Uh, we're very different. Um, he's much more the extrovert, um, sales guy, you know, marketing guy, you know, out there talking to everyone, um, you know, whipping stuff up. And I'm the guy that's usually wants to focus very intently on, on, on key points and, um, manage a lot of the details, drive that home, um, as well as, um, you know, focus a lot on the branding and the big vision, but yeah. And how, do, given that you're in, you're going to be in that startup world all, all the way along, you know, obviously each of those companies mm -hmm. hopefully is going to build, but there's always going to be someone in startup mode and there's that kind of excitement and all the adrenaline mm -hmm. everything that comes with that. How are you managing your own well-being given this <laughs> new version of your life? What are you prioritizing? Uh, well, I'll let you know. But yeah, I mean, I think that's, <laughs> that's definitely... The tricky thing is like you find this like I find myself getting back into the type A mentality and you know how do you you know it's just this constant you know it's not like I flipped a switch and you know I'm, I'm living a whole different way it's just I have a lot more awareness and knowledge so I can start to when I see when I see that those patterns arising try to you know try to move away from that um, but yeah I mean I love that excitement I love 
watching things emerge. I love mentoring, um, you know, new CEOs and new and, and people and, you know, and, and, and making that happen. Um, I think the medium term vision is to create, you know, more resources around us so we can train people up. And, um, you know, we're not quite as critical, even though we plan to be very, very hands on. Um, so, you know, that's a piece of it. I think as far as my, my own, um, observations, um, you know, I'm learning daily and I, I am learning to, you know, you know, let others, uh, you know, let, let things happen more. Um, and, and typically they do work out just fine. Um, you know, there, there can be a sense to control things and to really put a lot of the pressure on, on my back. And I do feel that a lot still, but, uh, you know, really, you know, working with my best friend, working with great people that I love, um, you know, just being open about, you know, what I'm feeling and, and, um, you know, they're very willing to, to step in and, um, and help where there's, you know, where I, where I need that. So, um, yeah, it's just a, more openness, more awareness in, in the work environment, um, especially, um, running a coaching business and, uh, the CEO, as I mentioned of guided is, is a coach. So we have a lot of, uh, coaching, internal coaching that goes on. Um, my best friend and I also went through a, a coaching program, um, it was like a, a six month program that we graduated from. So, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that, uh, knowledge in, in the office that really helps. And that's a big part of what we want to offer entrepreneurs as well as this kind of coaching environment. So they're not only building businesses, but they're, you know, getting coached in their life and those businesses as, as part of the process. So important. I think that that little word awareness is such a huge part of it, like really understanding what you need and what's going on and what's going on with other people and all of those mm-hmm. pieces matter, don't they? Oh, it's been so interesting talking to you. I'd love to wrap up with uh, my favorite question, which is what does freedom mm-hmm. mean to you? Mm. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, what does freedom mean? Uh, I think for me, freedom is, it's really being free from, from fears. Uh, it's really being able to, uh, you know, operate in a place, I guess, of pure love, which, which is the opposite of fear and, and, you know, follow, follow, follow my passions, uh, with, with little, with little hindrance or without fear of those, of of the obstacles that come, you know, in the way. And, uh, yeah, really, really be aligned and have what I'm, what I'm working on and what I'm doing day to day be fully aligned uh, with who I am and uh, what I want to, you know, what, what, what I want to put into the world. Brilliant. Well, I wish you all success with your mission. I have no doubt that it is going to change a lot of lives. And I'm really <laughs> grateful for your time today, Brandon. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. It's been amazing. So that's all for today. You've been listening to me, Beth Kempton, in conversation with Brandon Evans. You can find out more about Brandon at oneheart.com. That's with a number one. And about the startup Guided at getguided.co. And if you want to know more about me, hop over to bethkempton.com. I'll be back soon with more inspiring stories. Be sure to subscribe to the Freedom Seeker Chronicles podcast so you don't miss a single one.